<laughs> Welcome to Improbability. Hi. I'm Al Admire. And I'm Pat Finn. Good thing this isn't a podcast about like murder or something. <laughs> and the host is like laughing. <laughs> Welcome back to murder in the in this field. I was laughing because just you know, you push the button and there's a countdown, and just before it got to about three to two to one, Pat says we have a little dog. No, I said, I said, was there any background noise? I said, sometimes the little dog. It's funny. Anyway, welcome to Improbability, the marriage of improv and success. As Pat said, he's Pat Finn. I'm Al Admire. We are doing this podcast to kind of give you, the listener, a sense of what improvisation it is and how it can benefit your life. We thought today, uh, the last episode was kind of dipping your toe into improv, and we talked about all five skills, which are active listening, the acceptance and elevation of ideas, also known as yes and, uh, the value of team building, the uh, focus on building momentum, uh, the need to follow your fear and all those things leading into a sense of resilience in your life. What we thought we'd do today is to start with yes and, because it is kind of the core of improvisation. It's probably the first thing you learned at Second City, right? Yeah, it is. And it's kind of like the one thing, it's like the one thing everybody knows. You know, if you say, yeah. You know, say a word about in basketball, everyone knows dribble or shot or something like that. But but improv, even those who have not been immersed in any way, uh, shape or form, they kind of know it. And they know yes yeah. and is basically it. And that sometimes comes from perhaps they've seen a show or taken a class because, I mean, right. I, you know, Second City, when I was there, had like, you know, one level of classes and they had like maybe two classes. And now it's like a college. It's, it's really amazing because businesses... And, and real estate firms and ad agencies and all these people realize right. how beneficial all these kind of ideas are. So um, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing too when we go out and do uh, seminars and events for different businesses throughout the country, which is, yes. which is awesome. Yes. But yeah, I think people have seen Whose Line as it anyways and how they operate and they have to agree to something and then add to it. Um, but it, it's, it's funny because it's, I, I always say that somewhere along the line, uh, adults lose the ability to yeah. agree to somebody else's idea uh, smoothly or, or accepting it all. And kids, kids just, improv is for children because they just love to play and they say yes to everything. So if somebody says, you're a, a doctor and I'll be a butcher, ah, adults will be like, well, maybe I should, I guess I should be a lawyer. A lawyer and a doctor would be much funnier and better. Than, <laughs> it's like, no, little kids are like, yeah, I'll grant him a butcher. Hey, how do you want the ham? Right. You know, whatever. And they do it. And there's a story. I remember we were doing a Second City um, a tour uh, across the country. And we stopped off at this kind of mm. way station. You know, like you know, the other turnpikes, they have those yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. kind of grassy areas. And you go, they yeah. have a map and a bathroom and you get a place to get like Cheetos. Rest stops. Rest stops. Rest area? <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, oh, they have a whole area designated just for resting. <laughs> like, there's some tired people around here. Somebody, somebody check the gas. Um, but, but so we, we 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 parked and a little like minivan pulled up next to us. And as I was getting out, there was a three, four, five little kids were were also getting out of their van. And um, one of the littler kids just goes, "So what do we do now?" And one of the older kids, I think five or six years old, just kind of stops and he just had an idea and he just goes, "I know. Let's go run around." And he literally darted <laughs> to the grass area and the four other children tailed him and they just ran around aimlessly. And it's like, 
Adults are like, well, if I run around, I might pull a hamstring, and I've got that thing later today, so I might be a little windy, and I'm kind of thirsty. Anybody else thirsty? And so that's the problem. We lose it, and kids, like adults, have blinders on. But once you say yes, once you say yes to something, you see the power that has. And yes, yes. the other person's like, wow, they accepted my idea. I was out on a limb, and they said yes to it. And it's a little scary because you don't know where it's going to lead sometimes when you say yes to yeah. things. We, you know, as we said in the uh, the last episode, yes and is basically someone, when they give you an idea, they're giving you a gift. Yeah. And your job is to accept it. Sure. You always accept someone's gift and then you try to enhance it in some way and then give it back to them. It's a sense of regifting. So it's incredibly scary because, you know, particularly Pat and I do a lot of business seminars and people are like, well, what if, what if somebody offers a bad idea and then I add on to it and it's an idea that doesn't go anywhere right. and then I look bad. It doesn't work that way. Ideas live and fall on their own. But what you'll find is that when you take ideas and give them the room to, to breathe and grow and, and expand to what they truly are, even if they fail, there are some little elements, some bits, some facets of it that you'll then add on to another idea. Yeah. And you're going to find that that things are going to grow very organically. And that's creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we all want to get is to live in a creative, safe environment, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and, and that's what yes does. The power of yes is, is pretty amazing. So if you just even go through your just normal day, and um, it's funny, I have a friend who's, uh, we kind of joke that he's, he literally will say yes to. Every, he's a lawyer. And he says yes to everything. He's a great guy, and and um, but you'll somebody literally would go. Hey, think about maybe we should go to Vegas. Oh, okay, cool. I'll go. Like he he says yes to everything. Hot air balloon. Yeah. Let me just. Uh, yeah. I'll just call my wife, text her. We're gonna go on a hot air balloon. But then you're kind of like, people want to be with somebody like that uh, because they're Absolutely. up to ideas. It's and negative people tend to be the no type and. Right. Um, that's the thing about improv is, is what makes it so exciting is when you're in a scene or in a game or you're on stage with somebody, you know, you're nervous uh, before a show, but you're excited because you're like, we're going to be for 45 right. minutes. We have no idea what we're going to talk about or who we're going to be. Right. And that's magical right. to find things. Right. And by saying yes to things, it's like Jenga where you just kind of, you just keep on building more uh, pieces on top to create. And you and you have opportunities to say yes uh, every day, as Pat said. Your 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 day is filled with opportunities to say yes to things. Yeah. I'll give you an example. My background is as a documentary filmmaker. I was making a film in Russia. Uh, the film was focused on the Volga Germans. Volga Germans were people, Russian nationals, who had the bad luck to have German last names, but they were Russian citizens. At the beginning of World War II, Stalin rounded them up from the Volga Valley, the breadbasket of Russia, and sent them to live in the Ural Mountains and gulags. So we were doing a film, and there are some survivors, and we were interviewing them. And so we went to the Ural Mountains. It is so cold, folks. It's like as cold as you can imagine. So we did these interviews with these folks, and uh, <laughs> community in Russia is a, a big thing. And, and so at the end of the interview, they wanted to sing us their town song. And, you know, camera's set up and you're there. And I'm thinking, well, we'll never really use it. But, okay. So they started to sing in harmony. And it was the most beautiful thing I had ever heard. It was heartbreakingly sad and hopeful and moving all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, funnily, that's not the yes and part of the story. So... 
I said yes to that, and, and as it turned out, I don't think I told you this, Pat, that song became the basis for the entire score of the film. Oh, that's We took cool. that tune and took it to a composer, and he made that into the score for the film. Right. But at the end of that song, we're all crying, they're all crying. We're starting to tear down and uh, put stuff away because we have a long drive back to the hotel, and the woman, through a translator, who's kind of leader of the group, she said, did you enjoy our song? And I was very touched. I was very, very touched. And I said, we loved it, absolutely. And as I'm turning away, she says something, and I hear the translator say, now sing us a song of your homeland. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of freeze, and I think, song of my homeland. Uh, so you immediately think of the Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Every crew has a bunch of different characters on it. And unfortunately, one of the ones who's on every crew is the sound man. Pat can tell you this from being in the business. Yes. The sound guy is always a little weird. The sound guy's so kind of like a, like a goalie in hockey or um, exactly uh, uh, the, the closer <laughs> in baseball. Like People don't talk to him as much. And it's just... but, but not that good. So <laughs> as I'm trying to think of how to respond to this woman who, who, who has asked us a reasonable question, over my shoulder from the sound guy, what I hear is... When it's time to relax, one beer stands clear, beer after beer. And in that moment, I had a decision to make. I could have shut him up and said, no, 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 that's not the song of our homeland. And we could have all got together and voted and decided what song we wanted to sing, taking more of these, these poor people's time. But what I decided was to yes and. So as he got there, my next line was, Miller tastes too good to hurry through. And we sang the entire Miller song. And these people were smiling and looking and clapping. And they were, and sure. what it enforced to me was I was so worried about being embarrassed and not knowing what to do and being uncomfortable. I almost lost an opportunity to connect with these people. Right. And they loved it. They thought it was fantastic. And we went away as friends, both with experiences from both sides that were, you know, lifelong memories. Um, I don't think they ever realized it was a beer song. Right. But that's, but yeah, but I think that's so awesome that you did because yes. there's plenty of adults who'd be like, hold on, Carl. Uh, oh, say, can't, you know, and it's like, then they're like, okay, wait, they're fighting over their homeland song? These guys are kooky. Um, the other thing that I think is so amazing about improv is is I've always, st- like, if there's a scene, and a lot of times in your mind you're like, oh, shoot, should I come out as the, as the fisherman? Nah, right. maybe I won't. And every time the end of the show and I didn't come out, it'll be like, well, I wish there was some fisherman here or whatever. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, I could have done it. And it happens all the time. And it's kind of like an idea in a boardroom or a right. meeting or anything. Say it. Right. What's the worst thing that can happen? Exactly. It just gets shot down or whatever, but you don't know where it's going to go. The The reason I say that is because all of that happened and so much so that the score happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have to sing a song. You could have said, like, thanks, that's cool. Yes, we don't need absolutely. to hear the Russian song. Um, but because you guys were open and right. uh, it created a safe place, they certainly felt like it was cool to do so. So 
Yeah, that's cool. To try things that you wouldn't normally do. And I've, and I've always wondered, you know, when you went to Second City to audition, I mean, you were just out of college, right? I mean, you were... Yeah. Did, did you know anything about improv when you went? I mean, how, how would you know yes and when you go to audition at Second City? No, it's a great question. It's uh, I just knew Second City was the mecca for improvisation right. and, and the Improv Olympic as well. Um, and it already kind of established itself. People came in from all over the country, if right. not world, to take classes there and try to get in because they knew it was a launch pad for um, TV and film as well as Second City and things like right. that. So I came down with Chris Farley um, and <clears throat> we basically decided to, t uh, to, to audition. And I remember Chris wrote on pieces of paper, he wrote- Wait a um, minute, you, you auditioned for Second City with Chris Farley? Yes, yeah. Well, hold on. So Chris and I were best friends. And he yeah. had done, he basically uh, waited a year for me to graduate college. He was a year older. So he went to Madison right. and did a, uh, did a, worked in a theater called the Arc Theater uh, with one of the Cusacks and Brian Stack and Holly Wartell. And, and for a year, he did uh, theater up there. So he had a little bit of a, a base. Myself, no drama, no acting classes, no theater, nothing. And uh, I, I had one line in a, in a play in high school where I was in the chorus. And after I did it once, the, the uh, director took the line away. The line was, hey, something <laughs> fell off the statue, by the way. Uh, my friend Jim Conroy got the line, and he became a salesman. Um, but anyways, so Chris wrote down on a piece of... Like a what like a scratch pad from his dad's company, Scotch Oil, and he drew stick figures of like how to do freeze tag and, and everything. And I've, I'm studying them like a they're like hieroglyphics, but I'm studying them like this is this is how we're gonna get to the moon. Um, and and so uh, the audition was uh, whatever a noon on a Saturday, and um, I I panicked. I, I just like why would I get up in front of people and I've never had any training and I don't know what I'm doing and improvise because I had no idea. Sure, I maybe could tell a story or I'd been funny at parties and things like that, but not. This was right. this was the bigs, man. This was real. So um, I didn't go. And Chris called and he was more hurt than than uh, mad. And it was, I could tell that he was, it was the fact that we came down as a, a twosome and then part of the twosome didn't show up or, or right. by, by their end of the the bargain and I knew I heard him and I felt awful and I, but I still wanted to do it so there's a lot of angst trying to figure it out so I said when's your class is it's Tuesday at four and I said okay and I said I'll go to the class and so I went and I just walked into the class with him and there was like 26 people something like that sitting there and uh, I think it was John Machowski who was the teacher um, <clears throat> started teaching taught the class and people were going up and doing bits and games and scenes and about 20 minutes in and uh, he just kind of goes hey, hey blue shirt it's, uh, what's up you, you, you haven't gotten on stage yet I'm good I'm, you guys I'm thanks so I'm okay <laughs> and he's like well that's part of the deal you have to get on stage here I'm like eh, is it really he goes yeah that's the deal you have to be that's how you act <laughs> and he goes what well, you're in the next scene and I was like oh okay and I'm like oh this is it so I go up and uh, two girls jumped into the scene and we got a location which was a kitchen and there was a chair on the stage. And so I took the chair and I turned it around and sat with my back to the audience. I pretended to read a paper. So the whole time I just sat like this with my back like that. And, um, you know, it was like, oh, and I chime in every once in a while. It sounds like a nice kid, whatever. And uh, that was kind of it. And the scene was fine. We're done. We sit down. 
and I'm sitting down my backpack right there and, and uh, people are saying oh that was really nice the relationship was really cool and I thought it was funny and the guy with the newspaper said something funny and you know blah 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 and this one, one girl raises her hand she goes I didn't get it like like in big you know that, that scene I don't get it and I was like oh shoot what, what does she not get and she goes <laughs> the guy in the blue shirt and I was like oh no that's me it's clearly me and she goes his back was to the audience the entire time it bothered me it's like theater 101 you don't do that and i started to zip up my backpack like <laughs> that was my career in acting and he stands up the teacher stands up and he goes that's what made it such a brilliant choice and i was like what unzip the backpack i might be in this class and he said I couldn't stop watching him. I'm so glad he didn't get up and show his face because that was the bit. That was the moment. He took all the focus. So you cared. You're like, what is he thinking? What is he saying? That was why it was so brilliant. And I'm like, huzzah! I am theater. And um, like 10 minutes later, they're like, okay, you got a scene. You guys are in a pet shop. And I was like, oh, okay. And I put the chair down (laughs) as if that was my signature move. And he just goes, hey, blue shirt. Yeah, it worked once. We're not doing it every time. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) oh. And so we did a scene and it went okay. And people were supportive and we got laughs. And Chris was so happy and I was so happy. And I went up to the teacher afterwards and I just said, hey, man, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, I snuck into this class. And he goes, "Uh, all right, well, you're supposed to be here. And uh, he goes, just tell him up front that you're in the class and pay him. And I was like, wow. And it was the first time I tried something and it was okay and I was accepted and supported. And had that not been the case, had that teacher said, no, you're out of here. It's only 25 kids. Right. Then I wouldn't be here. So it's pretty amazing how the power of yes and the power of attempting something um, can, can be. Right. And not only did you use that yes and, your teacher said yes and yes exactly he he clearly could have said no right um you know and 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 like i said it was i was happy because i felt i left uh, let chris down a little bit um in the process and that's that's as a friend hard and uh, certainly as an improviser right. it's the last thing you ever do because right. you're there for the other person so um obviously it wasn't like chris held it it was like a it's funny we be, we got to a point where we were like inseparable so we would every single scene uh-huh we knew what the other person was doing without even seeing it. It was pretty, right. pretty wild. Um, the, just the symmetry, the symmetry that we had. Wow. And he was very physical and I was very physical. So, yeah. yeah. So again, I said yes to going to a class and the teacher said, yeah, it all worked out. It was really cool. And that's why yes and is the heart of improvisation. I mean, nothing happens mm-hmm. until you say yes to something. And, and it, it, it also involves all those other skills that we've mentioned before, uh, being a part of a team, building momentum, uh, overcoming your fear. I'm sure that you had, as you said, you had huge fear getting up on that stage. Right. But you had to overcome that to make something good happen. But so many good things happen when you take the chance. That's all it is. And you yes. hear that from every you know speech and every, you know, uh, it, it's really true. It, it's um, if I didn't. Even say yes to the first time I went, I was on a stage with Chris at, at Second City. I mean, in Chicago. I don't know why I said yes to it. I had like these puppy dog right. eyes, and he's like, "Come on, we can do this." I was like, "We can." Um, right. And honestly, he probably believed in me more than I did. Um, <laughs> but it just took that one chance, that one right. at bat, and um, 
And that's it all came from saying yes to something. Because easily the easy choice was, yeah, I was too afraid to audition. Yeah. Forget it, I'm gonna go into sales or be a fireman and there you go. So uh, it's not the easy choice, but it's always filled with the most payoff, I feel. Right, exactly. Well, it, I'm sure at that time it, it felt like it would have been safer for you to be a fireman or a, a salesman, yeah. you know, because that's things you know, right? Yeah. Being an actor, you didn't. Oh, that was a risk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what improv is all about at its heart is yes and. I'm going to challenge you. I'd like you to take five opportunities to say yes to something you wouldn't normally do. Actively listen to what they're saying. Say yes to it. Build momentum around making it happen. Overcome your fear of the unknown and you'll become resilient. But say yes to five things today. Do yourself a favor and let us know how it went. You can reach us at uh, al at improvability.com. It's improv-ability.com. Pat at improvability.com. Our website is www.improvability.com. That's it for today. Again, I'm Al Admire. I'm Pat Finn. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in. I almost screwed that up. Thanks for coming. No, that was good. That would have been hard if that was the button of the show. And we you let it to, go. We'd have to redo. I did. I, I saw, said yes I saw your you. eyebrows go up. Like, what's he talking <laughs> did, about did you? <laughs> <laughs> We got to pick up. That's, that's the fun of improv, though. Yep. You're going to have mistakes. And, you, and that's, <laughs> honestly, that's one of my favorite things about improv is the mistakes. Because that's where the richness is. And that's where the fun is. So, I had a fun day. All right. We'll talk to Great you soon. Talk. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you soon.